In goes Stewart! They've only gone and done it! And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glover's Cast with me, Ian, here to celebrate yet another Town victory ahead of a visit from Dother Athletic at the weekend. Here to talk through everything before and everything after, Mr. David Coates. Good evening. How are you doing? I am doing ever so well, thank you very much. I'm riding the wave of enthusiasm. Good. You like sound a beach it. boy. And and here with genuine enthusiasm is uh, I think we have to refer to him now as Glover's Cast Ben rather than just Ben. So hello Glover's Cast Ben. Hello Glover's Cast Ian and hello Glover's Cast Dave. Hello. How are we doing, guys? We're doing good. Rather than the negativity I was accused of bringing last time, I'm I'm going to come with a wave of optimism. Well, I'm I'm glad you brought it up because it was it was interesting listening in, being unavailable. Um, yeah, some interesting thoughts. I've heard Ian rip into Reese Murphy, put him <laughs> off his game, put him exactly. off his game against yeah. yeah, you being negative, little Nancy. I don't think I was that bad. Just saying, he was playing the Robbie Savage at the podcast, wasn't he? Just de- like deliberately prodding, just to yeah. create friction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about Foxy? You haven't given him a review. That's because he's, he was he was put pitch perfect as per usual. Picking up a penguin. Try saying that when you've had a drink of something other than dandelion and burdock or whatever you're necking there. Oh, I wish it was dandelion and burdock. <laughs> Has this anyone standard... ever said that? Has anyone ever said, I wish it was dandelion? I've and never tried dandelion and burdock. I never <laughs> want you not? to. It just makes me think of, I've never eaten a dandelion either, but I, I can't imagine the taste nice. I like a dandelion and burdock, me. Yeah. I do like a DMB. Yeah. D&B. Anyway. Anyway, before we go too deep aside. into Ben's, yeah, Ben's weird taste buds, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's get into some football, shall we? Let's go for it. Talkie you, United. You were there. I was. I had a great view. You did, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up in the, up in the, I was going to say up in the post seats, but do you want to get your complaint about the press box out now? Give us your first world problems? No, I quite like, I, it was... Uh, it was cosy. I quite enjoyed it. Got you know, here, being surrounded by talky supporters and <laughs> had a bit of a chat with them beforehand as well, just to sort of gauge how they were feeling. And there was no optimism from their side going into the game at all, especially when the team news came out as well. Um, and Lapsley was out. He said, "Ah, our, our goal, our first choice goalkeepers out. Our best defenders injured. Our best midfielders injured." And our best strikers injured. Um, yeah, few injury problems on their side of the world. So they weren't particularly hopeful. And I was kind of coy about us because you always have a bit of an edge, don't you? A bit, bit nervous. 
going into games against Torquay because you never really know what can happen in those. Um, and they said, you're just saying that. Uh, and then we proceeded to... And you were. <laughs> totally dominate them. Um, it was a tricky start, though. I think I think it took us a little bit to get comfortable. But, yeah, I don't know how we want to... Should we start from the team news, as per? As per. Changes. Just a couple. Going but I think we kind of thought Jordan Young would be coming back into the team anyway, given that he played, um, came off the bench, didn't he, against Gateshead. So getting him back on the pitch and then Sonny Cox in left midfield, which was a bit of a left field decision for Hay. Quite um, literally. I was a little bit I was a bit surprised by that. I felt that I'm not sure it was a Sonny Cox game. Not sure that's the sort of game he was brought in for. I thought it would have been one where it would have been players that had been at the club and sort of understood what they'd been building towards, not a new loney signing. I thought that might have been one for him to come off the bench and try and um, impact the game. I, I don't know if he quite got into it enough. Not sure whether he felt a bit out of position, wasn't quite where he was meant to be, but I didn't. I didn't notice him hear his name that much, if I'm honest. See, I thought he had a good first half. Okay. I thought he, I thought he had a tough, tough game up against Sean Donnellan, who mm. seemed like he was playing as though his life depended on it in the first half. And it was like a physical one. Um, I think there were a couple of good bits of play from him where he set up Murphy, I think, and... It was more of a physical one rather than a sort of it, it wasn't like that fluid centre forward where things are linking up nicely and he's on the end of it kind of game. But I thought it was a I thought it, thought we did fine. I wondered whether it was the extra city connection, whether they were trying to get a bit of needle in there. Yeah, a bit of the Devonian. De- 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 Devonian <laughs> needle. Devonian <laughs> needle. Yeah, yeah, fair. Um, yeah, and also like you know, Dawes has played. Dawes played ninety at the weekend, didn't he? I think, and then Stevens. Stevens is sort of, I think Saturday, Tuesdays might be too soon for Stevens. Just the way the the style of player he is, and you know, even a the short appearance he had on Tuesday night. At one point, he did a sprint, and it looked like he felt it. Um, I do think there's, I think there's as much as there's minute management with Reese Murphy and Jake Hyde and some of the others. I think there is with Jordan Stevens as well, given his hamstring woes that we've had since he signed. So, is your Sonny Cox critique because you wanted Jake Hyde to start then? Glover's cast Ben, sorry. We we will we will get into Jake Hyde. I'm sure. I am desperate to see Jake Hyde from the start. I really am. I've been saying it for a while. I think there's an absolute baller in there waiting to come out. I absolutely do. Um, I, I, I have nothing against Sonny Cox. Uh, great record and has played League One football this season. I'm not, I just didn't feel like it was a game for him. I thought we would have possibly started with the doors, started with Stevens and then introduced Sonny Cox in those wide areas. It's a wonderful luxury to have basically the ability to chop and change two completely separate attacking units, not just frontline duos to be able to just pick and choose how many games someone as good as Jordan Young has been gets to play how many minutes Jordan Stevens gets to play how Will Dawes can just go in and come out and come in and come out 
to have that flexibility is utterly ridiculous. In and as you rightly say, Ian, a first half that was just it was nearly perfect that first half. It was an absolute joy to behold the football we were watching. Probably the most, I, as someone who didn't watch Avely, and the consensus is we ripped them a new one in the first 45. I can't remember a half of football like that that was just as complete as that. Not not to not to my own eyes. It was it was near perfect. It was glorious. What could have made it perfect? The third and fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh goal that we probably could and should have had. But um not sure football, about the seven, but <laughs> yeah, but no, certainly there were certainly at least a couple of goals in there, I'd say. Yeah. Um the football, the build up play, oh it was it was outrageous. The the opening ten was a bit the opening ten was a bit tricky, wasn't it? I think Torquay came out pretty strong, particularly with Donald on the right hand side. Um and then there was that moment where the ball gets crossed in and Michael Smith, the calmest man on earth, just yeah. has to sort of scoop it over the bar and mm. anyone else, you're bricking it like as it's coming across at a pace and he's running back towards the goal. Um, but I think there was like a turning point where I think it was when Wannell and Williams, Theo Williams, got into a bit of argy-bargy and that just seemed to all of a sudden, like it upped everyone's sort of presence and Wannell was just having none of it and had another brilliant game but it wasn't until I think there was that sort of clash and that sort of spice in the game that it was like right come on let's turn this on and then just for the rest of the half they just couldn't get near us at all and that's when you start seeing that link up play on the right with Michael Smith and Jordan Young and like yeah when you've got Moxie who I think is 37 uh, left back no offence to anyone who's 37 or above but (laughs) Jordan Young is going to tear you a new one, given the opportunity. Jordan Young would definitely tear me a new one, I think, yeah. (laughs) That wasn't aimed at you, Dave, actually. No, no, no. But I I agree with you, and I think think we said, well, we spoke after the game, that I don't know if it was because of the camera that we were watching on on the stream was on that side, but watching Michael Smith and Jordan Young link up was... And there there were moments where we were just passing the ball around them, and it was like, you say, in, in seasons gone by, we'd have gone, don't pass it, get it forward. <laughs> and it was like, but you were just just sitting back and just enjoy it. I'm not sure how far back you could sit in your uh, tightly knit location there, Ian. But um, it was, yeah, it genuinely was a, a joy to behold some of the, that passing play. Yeah. It, it reminded me of, and this is something that every... Brazil coach... 1970, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not far off um, <laughs> it reminded me of something that every coach of every junior team up and down the land says every single weekend let the ball do the work and at times we were just pass pass center back center back left back up the other side okay we can't get through so we'll go back back that midfielder oh cross and yet all the while talkie players were just running their backsides off chasing our players chasing the ball between player and player our players weren't moving an awful lot the ball was doing the work and it was all easy and crisp. And if we had to go back to Joe Day, we went back to Joe Day. And if we had to go, okay, recycle it back to the defence, we had to recycle it back to the defence. You never felt like you were going to lose possession. You always felt like something was going to happen sooner rather than later. 
we'll, 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 I'm quite happy to jump on the Michael Smith bandwagon. I thought he was fantastic again. I think he probably should have scored. It's coming closer, isn't it? That first goal is getting there closer and closer. It's a wonderful little save. I think he gives the um the keeper a little tap on the backside or a little shoulder tap to say what a save when he goes yeah. past. Um, he made a couple there, keeper. He made did. a couple of really good saves. He did, yeah. Um, there was one from he Jake. He wasn't Biden's their first choice. Half. I know. And <laughs> do you know what? That's that's a point I want to make because that first ten minutes that you allude to, I, I I tweeted something similar. This. I don't care if they're out of form. I don't care if they're missing good players. That's still a bloody good Torquay side that we played against on paper. You talk about Moxie being out of position and looking a little bit older than the rest. That's still a bloody good Moxie. I I would have had no problem with him joining us at any point over the last 36 months. Ridiculous player I, at this level. They, and we're not allowed they, to talk about what service we play on, by the way. Which is a good Torquay team on paper. I I don't think I mean I don't know if we made them look terrible, but they didn't. For me, they didn't show that Gary Johnson bite that we've known. They didn't, you know, the striker was just left to his own devices up top in Theo Williams. Ash was terrible. They mm. didn't get anything in midfield at all. And you know, part of it is down to how good we are. But I don't think I don't think they were much. I don't think they well, were much good at all. They had no pace in the team and. It, we made it look, you know, we probably made it look harder than it was at points. You know, the fact that they scored and everything, I think they reminded, the way they played reminded me of us last season. Mm. They oh, we played up there, yeah. They had every right in their own backyard to come out and have a big first 10 minutes. Gary Johnson would have had them absolutely pumped in that dressing room. And it was up to us to kill their momentum. And like you say, there were a couple of moments. The calm as you like Smith clearance over the bar, the one all a uh, bit of fisty cuffs, a couple of early chances. That's what saps their confidence. And then we get the goal, and then it's here we go again from their point of view. And for us to be able to dominate that so quickly when they have every entitlement to have lots of the ball early doors and make the play because it's their backyard. To be able to assert that dominance that quickly was maybe the most impressive thing for me of that first half. Mm. The fact that we just said, we know you're at home. We know you've got good players. We know that you're up for this because this is, quote, the biggest game in the National League South this season. But we ain't having any of it. And that that almost arrogance about it of, okay, you've had your five, ten minutes. Our turn now. Let's see how this happens. Yeah. And the, I mean, the goal was like again, quick, one-touch football. That partnership of Murphy and Newblay linking up, and Frank clearly had a fire in his belly on Tuesday night. He he was playing with a point to prove. Yeah. But that goal as well, like just the speed at which he gets through and pokes it past the keeper. Started I think Wannell as well. Don't forget yeah. Wannell and all that. He's the one powering out from defence. Whipping the ball and fizzing it into Murphy, and then the one-touch stuff, lovely. Yeah, I think um, part of me thinks perhaps a more experienced, bigger goalkeeper gets there. I think if that happens to Joe Day, I think Joe Day gets there first and is perhaps more willing to throw himself at the floor to get that one. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. that's what I'm saying. Like, I think, I think there's a bit of that in there because it. It looked like it had gone too far. It looked like it had gone too far, and but he just gets there, and it's a little toe poke, isn't it, into the top corner? Um, yeah. It was 
that's that's I've said it a couple of times. That's where I want Nuble. I want him moving at players because you ain't stopping that. It, it he did it a few times. There was one in the second half. I know we're jumping about. There's one in the second half where he travels with the ball about 30, 40 yards, halfway inside our half to halfway inside their half. And I'm telling you, I was feeling things, man. Watching that, I was feeling things. Things were burning. It was exciting. That just before he got injured? Possibly. I'm not sure. but Because <laughs> after that run, he goes down and holds his <laughs> holds his key cramped that up after like, that oh, one, yeah. I think. Yeah. This is this is what I want to see from Nuble. Get the ball and just barge people out. It was I was there was I had to I had to adjust. I had to I had to rearrange. There were things going on in my life. Glory. <laughs> Christ almighty, this is getting this is getting a bit too much. <laughs> right, you're gonna have to press the button now. We, we, we can't we can't have on this one, exactly. We, yeah. we can't have that going out to a, a youthful audience, Ben Ben <laughs> rearranging <laughs> himself. <laughs> um but yeah, it was funny. You mentioned it on the commentary a couple of times. I noticed it how how close to the advertising board Frank Newblay was getting <laughs> every every chance he had, and you, you could hear on the commentary there were a few when um, he was kind of down our way. You could hear a few people shouting at him and like say, "I think he he was loving him." Yeah, so yeah. His celebrations all through the game and after the game suggest he was loving him. Yeah, no, it was uh, yeah, it was a big night for him. Um, and then another person on a big, big night was Sonny Blue, Ooh. who just everywhere, absolutely everywhere at the back, in the middle, and then he's given like the freedom of playing more to just pick his spot, um, which, you know, it's from from a distance. It's still got work to do, but he's just so technically gifted that you think as soon as he picks it up there, it's like, well, that's the second, and just rifles it into the bottom corner but yeah I were just thoughts on Sonny on the stream what were you thinking watching him but uh, I, I was just gonna say that the what we we I know we spent about a million times on here about the kind of uh, caliber of players that we have in this squad Sonny was nowhere near this team for like huge parts of the season and now you look at him and well, it's like Josh Alvarez isn't it at the beginning yeah. of the season when he didn't play and we were like oh I wonder what he's gonna bring in exactly the same I, I would not have up until what the last couple of games Sonny is not a player I would have expected to be troubling our midfield in the slightest. But now, like I was, was not so long ago, you can't drop him right. <laughs> because he's just he's just in such good form. And we just seem to have players who are sort of not coming in and out of form because I'm not sure Josh Howard's ever went out of form. But, right. um, uh, but we just got players who, when they come in, and everybody, all the players have said it in their interviews about when you come in, you've got to stay, you've got to perform to stay there. And crikey, he did. He did that, um, but yeah, that that hit, like you say, he's a a talented, talented player, isn't he? Uh, and if he could do that more often, then he'd be nowhere near playing for us. And I'm sure when Derby County signed him in uh, League One, or if they were in the chat, I can't remember when he was there. If they were in Championship, but he, um, yeah, that that must have been what they they saw in him as well, because he went from Wilston to to Derby, didn't he? So um, yeah, he's. He's in some neck. We did say it when we signed him, didn't we? That yeah. we yeah. felt that he needed, like, <laughs> need to settle down and play a bit of football, get himself like, yeah, get himself playing minutes. And yeah, like you say, he'll feel hard done by if he gets dropped in the same way that Josh Hours probably feels hard done by because he's been brilliant as well. And you wonder at some point, you know, are we gonna is Matt Worthington gonna 
get a game off and then he's not going to get back in the team yeah. because whoever comes in to replace him performs as well. It's, yeah, they they must, partly, partly one of these players must be looking over their shoulder a bit and that's making everyone sort of up it even more. And he was saying to you about playing in a position that he wasn't. He was saying to you and Tom after on comment on the interview after the game that he playing in a position, deeper position that he's probably not that familiar with. And yeah, yet well, he's still he's... playing like that. Maybe he wants to play there a bit more often. He's Go always deep. been Go that deep. attacking midfielder, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah. That's you know that. But yeah, it was sort of a complete box to box. It it was that other side of it for me actually because the goal was great, but we kind of always knew Sonny had one of them in him. It was the other thing. It was a bit on the edge of our penalty area where he's picking the ball up off the, the central defenders or linking up with the left back and the right back and doing that sort of stuff that I didn't think we really had him for. And when we signed him, I questioned, did we need him in the in the Jordan Young role, in the Jordan Stevens position, in the JMD areas? Like, do, do we need that on top? But actually, he's morphed into being an extra hours, an extra Worthington someone who can do that bit of the ugly stuff. We we haven't mentioned the fact that Charlie Cooper hasn't kicked a ball, and yet I think he's been one of our most important players so far this season. And he's... Uh, how the heck do you get Charlie Cooper in this team? <laughs> you don't. You, you, you don't, just don't, you don't at the minute. Yeah. You just don't at the minute. It is ridiculous. So, And that's purely down to him saying, well, I've got half an opportunity here. If I don't take it, I'm gone. And uh, yeah. Really good. I, I gave Nuble man of the match for me, um, but Low Everton was a near second. I thought they were both absolutely sensational. Yeah, my yeah, I, I went for Sonny, but because we've not really, I, I just felt we've not seen that from, mm. not really seen that performance from him. Whereas, it, but he won our poll for man of the match last really? at the weekend against Gateshead. Yeah, didn't he? yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So people, Love it. people obviously people are uh, noticing it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to check and see who's uh, one slash winning at the moment. Carry on while I uh, do that. Yeah, then I think there were a couple of other... Like, it felt like Reese Murphy was on the edge of getting something, didn't it? They had that early chance with a left foot that he poked wide and it felt like he was spinning their defenders all night just into turn and face at goal, but just couldn't... Yeah. Just didn't quite click. Every time, and I and I like we'll talk about Jake Hyde, and I know you really want Jake Hyde to get his start, but you can't. I, I the partnerships, the partnership of Murphy and Nublay is. I, I don't think you get that. Like, you won't get that same partnership. It that's in form if you take one of them out and pair with the other right now. I. I'm not sure I would take one of them out. Give give me all three. Find a way. Give him all three. Yeah, but Frank, they need to be close together. And Hyde's not a winger. No, I know. I think, I, and I, and I, we, I the best we've seen center. Frank Nuble is through the middle and not, not I'd have, out wide. I'd have all three. Just bang them right up there. Three front and centre. Proper 4-3-3. Three, three. I really would. Just I just think... Who are you dropping to allow this? Yeah, well, then you lose your it, pace. If it's the, if it's the starting lineup from the from the weekend, I drop Sonny Cox, put Hyde in, keep Young, and just give him a complete free run, and just have Worthington and Low Everton being slightly more rigid, normal four, two midfielders, tell Jordan Young to do what the hell he wants, and the front three just moving everywhere, complete freedom, Hyde middle, front and center, edge of the penalty area, linking everything up. 
Enganche was the word you were looking for for Jordan. Enganche. Yeah. Sunny Blue, 98 votes, 52% of the vote from Tuesday night. Frank Nublay, 33 votes, 18%. Michael Smith, 16 votes, 9%. Fair play, Sunny. Can't argue with the numbers. No, no, you can't. Yeah, so then half time, you're thinking, let's come back out really strong again. But I think Torquay probably edged the. Oh, no, there was one other chance in the first half, wasn't there, that where. Morgan Williams switches off for a moment oh, and then oh, roundskeeper. Yeah. Uh, gets back in and, and they're back on the line. But I think it was Ash who put it over. But I said at the time, that's the first time I can remember us really having a a moment at the back where like concentrations slipped or like we've allowed a chance due to a mistake rather than it or like a, a blatant mistake rather than um, you know, a shot from distance that's nicked off someone or a dodgy penalty or something like that where we've conceded. And it was um, <laughs> there was a very <laughs> strong reaction at pitch side from Mark Cooper at that moment. And everyone was all, it was all lots of, calm down. Morgan, calm dear down, boy, right? what are you doing? Was it something <laughs> like that? <laughs> um, You're a good chap. The way they, but the way they got back and covered and all like, basically just all ran to the goal line to prevent it. And we saw similar in the second half with a, when Torquay broke at one point, which I think is in the question tonight. Um, yeah. So that was the only other thing from the first half that was like, Ooh, that yeah, it stuck out. But yeah, second half, it, they, they sort of. Can, can I just start? Did you hear the Jake one chant? No, from the pod? No, mate. No, no, no I don't think no one could get the tune quite right. I don't think they, <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did try to tweet it. I'll P and E sing it, but it's not catching on. Anyway, if anyone deserves a chant, it's J Wano, I think. But when, I tried my best. Next, when's your next game, Dave? You're coming down for Dover. No, not coming Dover. down for Farnborough. Oh, <laughs> Shippenham, see you there, mate. You might do actually. Yeah, Welling, see you there, mate. Won't see me there. There you go. For that one. Sorry. Oh, give it Wrexham. Wrexham, see you there, mate. Rex, yes, yes. <laughs> you say you, this is. We needed you on, uh, on to talk to talk about that. When was it? We spoke to Fox. That was Sunday, wasn't it? Sunday yeah. for Monday. Yeah. yeah. I was buzzing. They hated it. <laughs> hate is gonna hate. Yeah. Anyway, back to Torquay. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, Torquay. Long way. Yeah, they they had that chance from the header, didn't they? The crossing and the guy who goes off after. I think it was Marshall. Who went off just afterwards because yeah. he was like just slowly dying he did, on the pitch. He did, really. he did himself there, didn't he? Yeah. Well, I think he did it in the first half because he yeah. tripped on the pitch. He sort of stumbled over and then was hobbling around. And then he jumps up for this header. Doesn't really, I think he probably should do better with it, really. He's got to get it on target from where he is. Um, but then after that, it was just. <laughs> He was hobbling around, and unfortunately, they were sort of disrupting the play enough that we couldn't really capitalise on it. I think we we did start getting into it on the left hand side, but we just it felt like I think that was when Sonny Cox looked like he was tiring a bit. But I was thinking if we can sort of focus on him and get the ball in behind him, they're really going to struggle to keep up with us, but. Yeah, it was sort of like they won the they won the first ten in the second half, but we sort of 
pressed on. What minute did their goal go in? On the hour, on it. Dead on the, on the hour. hour. Yeah. That was a good hit. Good hit. Another but... good hit. You've been watching Sonny, ain't he? Lots of time. The way Donnellan just runs through. Like, runs through everyone. <laughs> knocks out wide. Comes back across. And there's so much space. Mm. Um, Yeah, that was uncharacteristic. You could see why Mark Cooper was... Well, he wasn't... He was happy at the end of the game. But <laughs> still not 100% satisfied. And I feel like he wants to just... He really wants us to go and smash a team. And that was there. Tuesday night, really. I think we could have, we should have yeah. scored more than three. Livened up a bit after that, didn't it? They livened that. Well, playing the, the the crowd picked up a little bit. It certainly sounded like it. On, yeah, on the, on yeah. The that goal almost that goal gave us a kick up the backside, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we bring on Stevens. Come on first, or Hyde come on first? I think Hyde came. Uh, on first, Hyde came. Yeah, Hyde. Sixty-four minutes. Hyde came yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do we need? Do we need to discuss that uh, Alex Whittle picked up a book in, in between that time? Yeah, he's out next but week. Mister Discipline. Mister Discipline. It's not Saturday, right? Correct, not Saturday. We'll be missing for the Farnborough fixture. Why? Why is it not the next game? Because we got vacated too many times for normal rules to apply to us. All right. Okay. <laughs> Basically, at this level, it takes seven days to trigger rather than it just clicks on the next day right okay yeah there is no reason for that but that is why there was a good chance for jordan young as well before um great chance for jordan young got to bag that he had so much time and space and was running into running into it yeah and i think yeah I, i his goal against south end where he's surrounded by players and he skills through them all and pokes it in with his toe where he doesn't have too much time to think about it. It's all instinct compared to that chance where it's like, oh, what am I going to do here? What am I going to do here? And I don't know. He's obviously he's really quick. He's not like, well, no one's like Jordan Stevens quick, but you feel like in that moment when that ball was breaking, you want Jordan Stevens at full tilt. who's just going to do like he did against Gateshead or, you know, really put the afterburners on and smash it. Whereas, yeah, Young's a bit more, or I'll do a Peter Dinklage here, or I'll try Am and I right in saying he had Murphy to... He did. Murphy was on his left to pass. Yeah, Murphy was up with him. There was a defender there, but yeah. I think Murphy wouldn't have passed it there. So Yeah, yeah you can't have a go. He, he, has to, he has to take the shot on. Anyone in his yeah. kind of form and sort of confidence, you've got to take the shot on. That's just reminded me back to what Frank Newblade did when he was in... A position to shoot, and then he passed it back to Worthy, and in the first half, and it's hit it. <laughs> shoot, he was, in a, he was in a similar position against Gateshead at the weekend, where he shot rather than passed it. But yeah, on that night he decided to give it to Worthy, and and then on yeah. the Jordan Young theme after after Hyde came on, and I am looking at the match report here, so I'm just reading these hours ago. But uh, I described it as a Jordan Young free kick in prime Jordan Young territory because it was. Just, just slightly to the as you're looking at it on the right oh, to the yeah. right of of just off for the left foot because we was know Western Supermare territory, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. yeah, but I think he hit the wall, didn't he, with it? And then yeah. Worthy hammers it wide. Yeah, although it was deflected, I think, and we should have had a corner. And then we did get a corner, uh-huh. which was 
I mean, Jordan Young had a few corners that weren't quite weren't quite in the right spot, but at this point, nice little one into the near post. I expect you've seen it on the HP source, or I think it might have been on Twitter, actually. Someone posted it, um, where Jake High's like just hovering on the edge of the six-yard box. just Completely on his it. own. <laughs> Completely on his own. Then no, gives point. It. Yeah. no point does anyone in yellow think, this guy here is quite good at heading a ball. Maybe I screenshotted can... it off of the stream at a perfect moment, I do have to say. And Dude, there is well no one near him. <laughs> it's 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 such a strange thing because it's horrific it's horrific defending in so much as they just don't have anyone anywhere near him. But actually he makes a really clever little run because he's he makes a move to almost get underneath the goalkeeper's underneath the bar, basically, and just checks a few yards towards that front post to give himself back in to put himself back in the space. Nice header. Again, I think keeper should probably do a bit better. He gets enough on it, I think. He's a bit... He's a bit mistaken in his header. I think his header's a great header. It's a a great header, but a keeper gets enough on it that I think he should be thinking he should be keeping it out. But, yeah, just horrific defending, but you take advantage of that by being a really good header of a ball and, and into the space. Good delivery, good header, good scenes. Can I just say the video that was shot from the stand was by former Yeovertown Reserve Team goalkeeper Tom Bolch and a former school mate of mine. There we go. Mm. Thanks for that. You can say that. Well done, Dave. And I just did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Great header. Great celebrations. Yes. Yeah. Nublay loving it. (laughs) Nublay loving it. (laughs) I'd running all the way behind the goal as well. Um, yeah, like 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 that Murphy in that that goal that we still talk about. Yeah, Murphy, no, it was um, it was great, and yeah, I think at that point, I mean the the anti Gary Johnson chance, like but they, they weren't there was only what from one sort of particular corner really. I didn't hear that, any chance. Uh, see, I didn't there, hear. There, I didn't hear them. There was some we want Johnson out right. chance. Um, the... In the far corner where the... So basically, it seemed like the Ultras... The in, Yellow Army. They were sort of in the middle, like on the halfway line on their... on their um Yeah, on their terrace. And then after a, after a few minutes, I don't know, after a bit of time, they moved down to the corner closest to the Yeovil supporters to, you know, have a bit of a go at one another. Um, and yeah, so there was some in there sort of chanting about it, but... Everyone else was then Yeovil fans were shouting, We want Johnson in. Yes, <laughs> I heard that. Yeah, Johnson is a Yeovil fan. I heard that yeah. one. Yeah. And I that's why have... it... go on. I was saying I, I didn't have the radio comms for all of it sort of synced up. Oh, and yeah. I wonder if the stream microphone was picking up a lot more of the Yeovil fans because there was a lot of Hey Gary Johnson, do you love oh, the town? Yeah. And <laughs> there was a lot. And getting Johnson. sacked in the morning. I heard that one as yeah, well. Yeah, Gary Johnson's Green White Army and things like that. And um Mark Cooper got his own chance. He's getting lots more, definitely. Yeah. Um, but there was a there was a bit of that um which did make me uh, did give me a little wry smile. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I think it's yeah, I think there's a vocal minority at the moment. About Come it, in there's bigger. definitely that apathetic feel, That's like that reminded me of of us in previous seasons, where people are just like, "Well, he's, they're all injured, can't do anything about it." That's it. Um, but a bit, uh, one of the highlights of the night was the um, 
the 50-50 draw at halftime and one of the prizes available was two tickets to the FA Trophy match between Yeovil and Torquay. And uh, it was roundly booed by supporters <laughs> inside Playmore. You said the commentator still had um, had a um, uh, a chuckle himself. Yeah, yeah the uh, yeah the the stadium announcer. Yeah, he just yeah couldn't help himself but chuckle at the boos. That... <laughs> uh, yeah, at this point it's two nil to Yeovil, and yeah. yeah, probably not thinking. Oh yeah, I'll pay extra to go to go and see Asket trounced again and we talked about Jordan Stevens and again I, I am referring back to the match report here but I've got Jordan Stevens um having a few good moments um a, a good 82 minutes good link up play between him and Nublay and comes to doors on the edge of the box and sort of scuffed it wide yeah it was that sort a of few more bursts of pace it was the similar he's definitely like a player who you see like the patterns from him and when he links up with Michael Smith and there's like nice little triangles and those crosses towards the edge of the box. And at some point, some of them are going to really come off and work. But I think we've seen it a few times. It's either him coming in and getting on to the end of them or him putting them in for someone else to come on to the end of them. Um, yeah, no, he's he is a... Well, we've talked about Jordan Stevens a lot, but he is, there's no one else like him. In, a baller in our squad and probably in any other teams about just the impact that his pace can have on a game. There Final whistle. Cheers from one end, booze from the other. Yeah. Happy days. Happy we days. like it. I... Yeovil fans, when the, when the fixtures came out, there isn't a Yeovil fan listening who didn't make a, make a, a minute to go, when are we at Torquay away? I don't think we can underestimate, regardless of what kind of form they're in, what kind of situation Torquay are in, I don't think we should underestimate that win. I don't think we should just fob it off as a below-par Torquay side. I, I think we should we should absolutely say that is as massive a victory as we're going to have this season. And, and, and how many times have we said that on this podcast? Last, yeah. uh, the, last weekend against Gateshead, team in the higher division, you know, albeit hit a little bit of a rocky patch, but 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 playing. But they're well. all different tests. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah they're absolutely. all different games. They're all different tests. We blitz teams away. We've had to break down teams who part the bus. This was back in August. This was the one that everyone went. Poor oh, geez. Imagine if we we're first and second going into play more that busy Christmas period on the go and we can go to play more and make a statement. People made, this This was the two that came down. Everyone had us first and second. All the preseason predictions had us first and second in one kind of form or another. We know that Gary Johnson has the ability, he's done it for us, to revamp a side halfway through a season. I am prepared to go on the record and say Torquay will come good by the end of the year. Yeah. By the end of this season. They'll be in amongst the playoffs. Of course they will. be stupid for them to think otherwise. I, no, I, I agree, I, I but I do just not think want this we... to be underplayed. I thought that was massive. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anyone's underplaying it. I think everyone knows how how big it is, but I just think, at the same time, I think, I think when we came down, we thought Torquay would be closer to us than they are, in terms of quality, and they're nowhere near us. Then, then they aren't anywhere near us. No, but not, it's not still the biggest away day, even more so then. If it's still the biggest away day of the season, it's yeah. probably. I mean, obviously, now we look at the table and go, 
can't wait till we go to Bath. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's those those the 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 challenges change and chop and move and all the rest of it. But the biggest away day of the year so far, and we've made them look silly. Exciting times. Keeps getting bad, doesn't it? It does. And we've got second from bottom coming to Hewish Park. Why does this always a part of me that goes, oh, God. <laughs> It'll never leave me, I don't think. It'll no. never leave me. Yeah, they are only uh, only above having a more to lose them. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he, beat, he beat Yeovil Town. <laughs> and only Yeovil Town. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think they're on. I think in the league they've they've not won in like fourteen. Oh, they've only won once. Yeah, fourteen winless run of fourteen matches in the league. Has anyone done the ultimate of that? Not fourteen, I know, but who have they beaten this year? (laughs) Oh, they went to Slough County Cup in there somewhere. You haven't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, they went to Slough and won two one second game of the season. Yeah, not one since. Not one since. Jesus. Uh, their their average points per game away is 0.7. Do you think, listening to Mark Cooper after the game on Tuesday, he had a little think, think about that? Because he was interestingly, I wouldn't say negative, that's the wrong word, but he was definitely, uh, we, we need to blow someone away. We, we can, we need to, we need to keep this up, wasn't he? I mean, yeah. you wrote up his his comments Ben what did you think I I thought I genuinely thought he was laying a challenge down because oh, you're right it, it, it sounded a bit negative didn't it I, I was a bit frustrated we didn't go on and put the game to bed he said today that he felt like he we left the door open slightly ajar for for Torquay genuinely it feels like a bit of a challenge he's saying to his team go and go go and blitz somebody and he he made reference to the fact that the fixtures around us at the top of the table are massive this week. Yeah. We play second bottom Dover, second place third, fourth place fifth. They yeah. can't all pick up points. No. You know what I mean? And if, 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 and the word if will always do heavy lifting in these scenarios, but if it goes as well as we want it to go this week, we could be... What are we now? We're three points clear now. We could be six points clear of some of the teams around us. Um, and have a game in hand at least one on some of them. And I think that's that's the challenge. It's also worth noting that we're only four goals away from eclipsing or matching last season's entire league total. Yeah, it's uh I know you look at the form of Dover. You look at how they do away from home. <laughs> uh, they have a hundred percent chance of conceding <laughs> away. <laughs> they always concede. Oh, this, this is where Ben's ten up front and Joe Day at the back <laughs> comes in, isn't it? <laughs> we've do, scored. Do we we've think, scored in every game this season. Do you think they'll part the bus? Well, is it a game where we're going to have to be patient and wait? I think, I, mean, I, 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 think, I think we've had loads of those and I, I don't think it matters. No. <laughs> you know, we talked about we talked about South End and that being a game where it felt like we needed to that was going to be one where we scored a late goal and then we scored after five minutes. Yeah. And then the same with Gateshead, you know, let them have the ball, 
come out early and try and get something. We we came out early and got something. Uh, I think mm. I think even at Torquay, probably that was what we've shown is that we are quite comfortable soaking up pressure mm. and then hitting teams on the counter. But at the same time, in that Torquay game, we were, you know, they were deep trying to defend and keep us at bay, and we just slice through them. Like I just I. That, and that just comes with the confidence of how many games we're winning and how well we're doing at the moment. But like we shouldn't, I, I think even if Dover were to part the bus, you look at where they are in the table and their away form and how they, how their results are going. Like, doesn't matter what they do, does it? No, but what I'm saying is, I wouldn't want the Hewish Park crowd to start getting angsty at half, uh, half an hour in because we aren't blitzing this team away. They might set up to frustrate and I'm just looking at some of their away games now away at Farnborough they lost 4-0 but it took Farnborough 36 minutes to break them down they needed a penalty to kill it and then two very late goals when they were away there in the three-all draw against Chelmsford they um, they took the lead really early they obviously had a go and again took a penalty took another scrappy fight back into it from Chelmsford Eastley needed a, a goal on the hour to get past them in the FA Cup it's like it's perfectly okay to expect us to win, but if they set up and park the bus, we might have to be patient. And that's where that's again another reason why I think we might have to do it ugly with Jake Hyde this week, as he's a different point of getting through this team. If they two banks of four, a five and a four, and one up top who's running running like a headless chicken. And you can't quite get the passes through or get Stevens the space to run at people. We might have to have a bit of a, can we knock it forward, get people around Hyde to pick up pieces on the edge of the box, that kind of thing. There's one thing I'll say about this season that I, I can guarantee the one person who knows exactly what we need will be Mark Cooper, Chris Dodd, not one person. That's that's two people I know, but they, um, uh, they'll be the people because you say it in the interviews all the time, don't they? They do the homework. They tell you everything you need to know about them. They'll know. They'll know what's what, what what's come to it. But uh, I mean, I'm not dis disagreeing with anything you said, Ben. But the I, I th think how many times we said it's not about anyone else, about us. And if we go and do what we can do well, yeah. we we can we we can do anything we want to to to, to any team. Um, and everyone's gonna uh, say, it, but it's like early goal there, and they will just crumble. I think. Um, so again, it's like we said. Um, on 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 Sunday and and uh, for for Monday, if get an early goal at Torquay, and I know it wasn't, I can't remember when Frank scored, but it wasn't that it wasn't that uh, late, was it? It was quite early in the first half. Things will turn toxic at Torquay, and it sounds kind of like what happened. Yeah, yeah it does. Um, Mark Cooper name dropped the analyst in his pre-match today, didn't he? Sam Curry, um, who's been. Uh, Hewish Park and uh, in recent weeks and yeah I've caught up with him a couple of times after matches and just there's so much work going into these matches each one each individual game and I think we're starting to see that and he's not been there all season it's only sort of um, yeah he wasn't there at the start I don't think so it's kind of that that I, I did touch on it at in the in the game that the pit crew 
that was there on Tuesday night. Obviously, had Marcus Stewart there as well uh, for the midweek game. There's a few more, um, yeah, a few more bodies in in that dugout supporting as well. And you're starting to see, I think, similarly to how when we were in the conference and Gary Johnson built built a massive pit crew of people that you know professionally was far beyond anything that was in the league. Feels like we're kind of doing that in this league now and having that sort of level of detail and depth that will really stand us out amongst everyone else. Working. Absolutely. Right, should we do some questions? Mm. We've covered Dover. Let's hope they uh, turn up and we give them a good old thrashing. But a wonder win still worth exactly the same. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. You get less goal difference, Ben. We're fine. We're fine on that this season. For the first time in a decade, we're fine on goal. Yeah, I never put the questions on Facebook again. That's all right. That's fine. That's fine. Sorry, Facebook. Before we do the questions, can I remind people that we've got a Twitter competition? Twitter prize? No. No. Because <laughs> no. it's only on Twitter. Yeah, so people yeah, can go if, there. Yeah, but if people don't have Twitter and don't want Twitter, they're going to get cross. Well, how about I give them a 25% off code for another company? Yeah, do, do that. Okay. Well, then we'll do that on Friday morning so they can have something too. How about that? Okay. Is that fair? Watch yeah. out on the socials for Glover's Cast Ben. You won't miss him because he will refer to himself as Glover's Cast Ben. Is there, is, is there an issue with me calling me myself? No, I don't know. I just, I've, I've never called myself Glover's Cast Dave, so I feel like I should do now. Okay. And then well, yeah, as the I'm... founder and, uh, you know, chief life president and whatever else he is, he's uh, just Glover's Cast, I think. The GC. Can I give a shout out to someone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this week at work, I uh, we, we've had uh, some colleagues of mine over from Qatar and uh, been spending the, today with a guy called Abdu. And obviously, I can't spend more than five minutes without talking with anyone without talking about Yeovil Town. And so he told I told him about the podcast and he said, oh, send me the link. I'm going to listen. So I have increased our international audience by one and I'm going to be watching the stats. And if there's not someone tuning in from Qatar. I'm going to be very disappointed in you, Abdu. But yeah, I said I promised him I'd give him a shout out. And it's been absolutely leathering it down with rain. As anyone who watched the World Cup will know, it doesn't rain a lot in Qatar. And he loves it. He loves it. <laughs> Everyone keeps saying to him, Oh, I'm sorry about the weather. And he's like, Don't be sorry. I love it. <laughs> you don't see rain in Qatar very often. So I'm I'm loving it. So there you go. Every time it rains, he's a man who loves it. Anyway, thank you for that. Any, shout any- out. Any shout outs, Ian? Do you want to give any any housekeeping? Uh, yes. Um, a friend of mine who I work with, his nephew is the mascot at the Dover game at the weekend. Uh, can't remember his name. Sorry, Luke. Um, but yeah, keep an eye out for the mascot. Friend yeah, of the give pod. Him, give, give him give him a cheer when he scores that goal. Yeah. Big old shout. Yeah. All right. Glad we okay. did that. Questions. Questions. Uh. Here's you. With FA Trophy all pay for Torquay fans on raging side of Disenchanted and club chucking petrol on the flames last night and Yeovil support having same made the same trip 11 days previous, how many thousands, smiley face, do you expect to be knocked off that 2,817 gate, game, gate come Saturday week? 
or two will be there after winning the 50-50 draw. <laughs> we know they're there. That's fine. They'll probably be outside setting fire to the tickets. <laughs> um, but yeah. I wonder, I wonder some, yeah, I wonder if uh, more Yeovil supporters might go than Torquay. That's what I was thinking. What was it, 560-something? Yeah, 569. And it was a, was it, was it, it wasn't a great, uh, is it still underwater uh, around your neck? No, it was all right. It was all right, Tuesday. Tuesday was okay. Yeah. Not a bad drive. Yeah. Um, I mean, probably do have to say, uh, not probably do have to say at this point, whilst, um, because they, um, Hughes alluding to there that there was a supporters trust meeting, Torquay supporters trust meeting on what are we on now Thursday, Wednesday night, um, and their uh, supports trust chairman was encouraging uh, protests, not against the manager, it might have been against the manager, but certainly against the ownership there. Um, and there's obviously things that aren't right that are, that are going on there, and, and people are very unhappy. And as a group of supporters who have been there in the very recent past, um, solidarity with Torquay, um, we've always said it, haven't we? You know solidarity against people who protest against crap owners um and absolutely hopefully whatever whatever is going wrong and i'm not um familiar enough with it to know exactly what it is but yeah all power to them and anything that they're doing to try and help their club uh, in whatever way they they feel fit and i don't know the situation but it sounds like they've got a similar situation to us you mentioned about apathy amongst some of their supporters and obviously We've been, and I say this, include myself in this on occasions in the club's history. I've said it before as someone who's been a bit like, oh, yeah, don't worry about that. It will turn out right on the pitch. Um, And Ben said there, maybe maybe it will, but off the pitch. Having a football club there is is far more important. And if there's anything threatening that, then, yeah, all power to them. So, yeah, anyway. That's not an answer to Hugh's question, but probably <laughs> there'll probably be a few less than there was, um, but maybe a few more of us. So who knows? It might balance itself out. This is who how knows? you get. This is how you get your monologues in now, Dave, about it other is. clubs. About other clubs, than, yeah, exactly. I can't, yeah, but no, I, I, I think uh, when when we were in the situation we were in, I remember people from Torquay messaging on our boards and things saying, you know, hope it works out for you. So mm-hmm. only fair we return the compliment. I would say, yeah. Yeah, and certainly the Torquay supporters who were sat behind me on Tuesday night were a nice bunch who, yeah, didn't kick me in the back when we scored or when I perhaps waved at the referee for decisions that should have gone Yeovil's way. So, yeah, did okay. We're even being nice about the opposition. Yeah. This is, this you know. is... We are, we are, all we've got to do now is be nice about a referee and. Nah, ridiculous. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, right. Uh, Clevo. Is Clevo. sent us somebody else's tweet that is not got a GCQ Lazy. on it, but Cle- Clevo's uh, tagged it with a GCQ. Uh, what are everyone's opinions on the likes of Staunce and JMD not being able to get in the squad? Both are training, fit and ready to go, but can't get minutes. Surely you play them in the cup games for rotation of the squad. Feels like a Ben answer that. So oh, oh, answer oh now, now, now we're out of yeah, the Somerset Premier Are you cup, the Hewish point of view? Like... Now, now they're out. Now we're out of the cup. Now we're out of the Somerset Premier Cup. Now you want them to get games. Okay. Where was this support two weeks ago? Huh? Huh? I I think we are on the verge of having some unmatched fit players. And that's not helpful. So I agree. Deja vu here, Dave. Are you? 
not a serious point anymore. <laughs> Carry on. Go on. So I wholeheartedly agree. I hope that they all get a start in the in the FA Trophy, genuinely. And I think um, we need to make sure, and I'm sure that I'm 1,000% convinced that a lot of work is going on behind the scenes in man management terms to keep them happy and motivated and ready because they will be needed. But I think it's a really, I think it's a really interesting psychological part of football clubs that are doing well, because this time last season, you probably had players feigning injury. You probably had players going, not, you know, no one wants to make eye contact with the manager in case he says, get ready. You're going on, mate. Now we've got players going, can I, can I play football, please? This is this looks quite fun. I want to be part of it. So, um, yeah, I, I would hope. I, I'm absolutely convinced. Not hope. I'm absolutely convinced that there's a lot of man management having to go on behind the scenes because we're going to need every single one of them at some point. Can I just uh, put a, to to that tweet? There is a there is a response. Somebody else's uh, as replied, and I just want to throw this past you and see what you think. He says um, this is from Ben Cochran. He says, "I don't know about JMD. However, Josh Daunt protected this club and faced up a lot of problems at the end of last season. Arguably, our player of the season by." A long way last season, an ambassador of Yeovil Town. Everyone at the club owes him a lot for what he's done. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I mean, ambassador to the club for everything he's done, hundred percent. Everything that he spoke about last um, last season was always the one he was there front fronting up and all the rest of it. Yeah, we said it at the time. Say it again. He he absolutely did did all the right thing. Does that mean that he? deserves a starting place. I think Josh Daunton, I, I would describe him as a 100% winner. Um, and although he probably wouldn't say it and he probably doesn't think 100%, he can't be looking at that team and thinking anything other than uh, there's no way you can drop anybody in that defence um, at the moment. So in his heart of hearts, he probably thinks, yeah. I'm sure he thinks uh, he wants the overtime to do well. And Nobody can look at that squad and that team and think the players that are playing aren't the right players to be playing, I would say. But that doesn't it doesn't take away from everything Ben says in his tweet there, which is 100% correct. I think I think it's uh, it's also noticeable in HP sources. He's in full kit leading the warm-ups, leading the players out. He's still the captain of the group. He might not be in the squad, he might not be playing, but he's still involved. I think I'm right in saying, and someone might correct me on this, might have been Tom actually from Three Valley said that he and Mark Cooper were at Clevedon looking at the kids ahead of the FA Cup game. You know, he's still a part of it. He will be needed. We're going to have to make some kind of jiggery pokery, and we'll, we'll cover this on Sunday with 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 the um, placement of Whittle. And who knows? Maybe he'll go in goal if we don't have any more goalkeepers. So there you go. Sounds like that's on the cards. Uh, one from Jake, not really a question, but he, he's shared a clip of the um, talky break after I think wherever he slips. Um, and uh, just want you to watch this clip from the talky game and hear your reaction. That's nine Yeovil players busting a gut to get back into defend. Whittle, Low Everton, Newblade, Cox, Murphy, Williams, Worthington, Wannell and Young. All absolutely ragging it back there. I think Frank Newblade is the one who sticks out for me on that clip like he Head just down knees up yeah, somehow <laughs> finds this unrelenting pace and he i think he's the one who gets there first um closest to put pressure on and 
yeah, looking at the video, he starts on the penalty spot and gets back to overtakes Worthy, overtakes, yeah, overtakes Worthy to put a pressure on, and then Michael Smith clears, but just <laughs> the energy. Can you imagine that last season? No, no, well, that, I can't imagine is... anyone running that much in the entire game last season. <laughs> that is, if you, if you take those names, and if I ask you, Oliver Bore, is he putting that? Is he putting that in there? No, he's not doing that. If I ask you the players that we brought, is Rio Griffiths doing that work? No, of course he's not. Is you know the, that list is probably longer than the list of people that are doing it. That's a team that sticks together. That's a team that thinks, Jesus Christ, we've committed a lot forward here and it's completely unlucky that Worthy slipped over. Let's all go back and bail him out. That You can't buy that. You cannot buy that. And I noticed the club tweeted it, didn't they? The same thing, calling the desire of this team. And Frank Nuble retweeted it and he's put, the snipper on Matt Worthy's lethal, but the boy's got your back, he said. <laughs> but can I also just, just, just give you both a warning here because there is a Frank Nuble post that's come out in the 43 minutes ago that said my podcast show <clears throat> podcast show <laughs> and football training camp slash team for youth in the Oval Area coming soon mm, wow I mean is this competition is this I mean which of us is going to arm wrestle Frank Nuble for um, the right for a podcast I'm okay or do, we, or do we say bring him on bring it on both bring him on the pod and bring it yes. on in general. Come on, Frank. We'll show you how it's done, mate. Ben will, ben will race you, Frank. Ben will give you a race. Yeah. Oh, no, he won't. <laughs> Sorry, Glover's cast, Ben, will give you a race. Yes, Glover's cast, Ben. There is no Ben. It's GCB. <laughs> anyway, next question. Uh, Robin Batchelor, does Jake Hyde deserve a start based on his form or are we better using him as an <laughs> impact sub? Ben literally went full Wayne's World with his head bang there. <laughs> Leash the man. Unleash the man. I mean, I'm sure Jake Hyde doesn't want... I, I don't think any players want to be a super sub. No. I think they all He'll hate start. being called a super sub. But he's, he's having an impact late in games. Unleash the man. By the way, um, he scores the goal, which knocks, which knocks Rex out, just saying. Okay, let's hope. Uh, also, are you surprised with how well Sonny has slotted next to Worthington in a midfield two? It sounds like he's now a more versatile player, not just a number 10. Yes, pleasantly surprised. He's got, I think, I don't know if I, I'm, I'm surprised. I don't know if I am surprised because he's such an intelligent player as well. It's not just that technique. Like you always, when you watched him and he was higher up the pitch when Darren Sahl played him, he was always, he had his head on a swivel. He always like knew where he was positionally and what was around him. And he always, he's that type of player, just knows what's going on, I think, and can read the game. Um, so he's kind of, it's almost like he's kind of made for that, that deep line playmaker type role as well. Um, yeah. Uh, Paul Strange, evening. Evening. Hi, Paul. You How haven't you? asked all of um oh no, sorry, yeah, carry on. I'm reading I'm I've I've gone too far ahead. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Give me sorry. a chance, Dave. Come on. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I swiped too far, as is my one. Okay. What Left are your right. thoughts? What <laughs> What are your thoughts on Frank Nuble's form? In my opinion, he started slowly, probably due to being on the wing. 
then great improvement, move to the middle. But in these last few games, he is playing better and better. Really impressive. I think you've answered your question, Paul. Yeah. Quite yeah any of us can any of us can can disagree with any of that. Yeah, I think we're on to something with that pairing together. Absolutely. Uh almost a pro pilot. Buna Sierra. Do we think we have been perfectly set up for a loss against Dover? Oh, come on. He's used the hashtag, Ben. I've got to ask it. No, you don't. <laughs> uh, when, when you said they, 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 they have a one set for second from bottom, there was a part of me that went, oh, we've no. Read <laughs> we've read this script so many times, haven't we? <laughs> we know how no, this goes. No. Number 13, unlucky for some. Uh, <laughs> former Yeovil manager. Former Yeovil player is their manager. Oh, I've read this script a number. Of, all, all it needs is Ruben Reed to sign on loan from tomorrow. <laughs> I know we're knackered. Uh, and then we're fine. Where would this Yeovil team finish in the National League? Top. We've answered this one, haven't we? Mid-table. No. No. <laughs> Ridiculous. We'd be in the playoffs. Okay. We'd be in the playoffs. <laughs> Telling you. Um... And is left back going to be an issue going into the Farnborough game? He has got a name, you know. Oh no, he's not. He's not there. Position. The position. Go on, you're the you're the you're the tactical um gurus here. What's happening in our defence, you think? I don't think it I don't think it will I don't think it'll be that much of an issue. I think we'll just whack Zach Bell in there or Josh Hours in there. Um and Use one of them. I don't think you'll change. I don't think you'll change Williams and Wannell because it's just too, you know, it's too important. They're playing too well to split that partnership up to move Morgan Williams over there. I Michael Smith's doing good things on the right hand side with whoever he's partnering, and we've seen hours fill in at left back. I think when Whittle, I think Whittle's gone off at some point, or when Whittle's moved into left centre back, when we've like gone to a, a five to defend. Hours has played there. Um, I think Will Dawes is too much of a threat going forward to shove him in at, in at left back. And I don't think the, the game in preseason when he played at left back, I think he saw enough there to know that he's better further up. So, yeah, I reckon it will be either Zach Bell or Josh Hours. I think it will be Michael Smith on the left and Zach Bell on the right. I think Michael Smith is more adaptable to being out of position than Zach Bell. Uh, Dexter Tyson, howdy, cowboys. Howdy, <laughs> partner. Uh, if Marty McFly picked you up in the DeLorean and said you can travel back in time to change the results of any football match, what would it be and why? Also, whilst you're with him, which chocolate bar from the past would you grab and bring back with you? Apparently, he'd stock up on Caramax, then longer a thing. There you go. Do you like Caramax? I, 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 I'm partial to a Caramax. Mm. So I would go back to the Carlisle game, uh, which we've spoken about many times in the FA Cup, and I would have Francois Zoko netting that penalty so that Ben and I didn't have to have a miserable drive back up north. And I would pick up a Maverick bar. Do you remember those? Nope. No. They were kind of like, uh, not well, quite a double-decker. No, but they were they were like late nineties, I think, and both of you were alive then. 
and old enough to eat chocolate bars. Um, <laughs> and not that they were illegal for no, no age limit on chocolate bars, as far as I know. Um, but they were like, I mean, like capable of eating them. Able yeah, to eat them. yeah, exactly. You got your own teeth and everything like that. Um, <laughs> what but did no. they have? They were like chocolate. There's like caramel in there, biscuit. They were nice. No, no, no. It was, it was. Um, they were like little, uh, like bowls of biscuit. It was nice. I like the Maverick. Maverick, please. Okay. You can be my chocolate bar anytime. Can I go back and change the result of the 06-07 playoff final? Yeah. And have us win that. Please. Okay. Can I have a a non-yogurt? Hang on, my chocolate bar. Oh, sorry. Chocolate bar. Uh, It's not a chocolate bar. Uh, (laughs) That's a good start for a chocolate bar. (laughs) But it is a chocolate. It is a chocolate. Um, Do you remember Vice Versus? Yeah. 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 They were like minstrels it was like milk chocolate and white chocolate yeah i remember them. i used to love them mm. and they did come back while i was i think it was like early 2010s i yeah. remember seeing them in asda and being like oh i remember nice them this. that's a childhood throwback but i don't think they're around anymore um but i'll have a bag of them please i i'm gonna throw a second name in here the cadbury dream bar remember them yeah that was second on my list but i'll just get a milky bar i think yeah, that's fine. Um, can I have a non-Yeovil one? Game change. Yeah. I'd have uh, Paul Gascoigne's uh, studs being about three millimetres longer in Euro 96 semi-final against Germany in extra time, golden goal. For that, we batter the Czech Republic in the final. <laughs> and your chocolate bar? Or you go? Uh, Cabin Dream, please. Cabin Dream, okay. Uh, Marty. Uh, Sunlit Uplands. Evening, Squires. Good, Good evening, gentlemen, sir. <laughs> Should we be playing a second fiddle slash under-18 team versus Torquay in the trophy to <laughs> enable a classic concentration on the league and FA Cup in brackets? Not the under-18s, but I would make plenty of changes, yes. Dave? Uh, it's a game. So we have Dover, Farnborough, and then the trophy, right? Is that right? Dover yeah. Saturday. Is there not one in between? Farnborough on the... Is it? I'm asking. Oh, you are right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Saturday, no, Tuesday, Saturday. Yeah, on the Saturday. Yeah. yeah, sorry. So there's something to be said if we're still on the run mm. of keeping the run going, isn't there? Yeah, there there's is. got to be a lot to say for that, that momentum. But I've said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, nothing's got to throw us off winning promotion yes but um, yeah a couple of, uh, JMD I remember JMD having a good game at Torquay boxing there whenever it was last season so I think yeah I think I think there's a balance because uh, yeah concentration on the league but we've had good times in the FA Trophy before mm. and if we're you can win you that know, next year though when we're, if we're beating the likes of if we're beating the likes of Gateshead and South End. And some of those teams are probably thinking about the league in their side. And we have got depth. Like we've got, <laughs> we've got a small squad, but we've got depth. I don't know. I just think players are coming in and we're not <laughs> suffering for the players coming in either. So I think players strong as you can get. And, you know, 
I know. Um, it feels like another statement against Torquay as well, just to be like, yeah, back it up right. again. Mm. Um, yeah, tricky. I I just think you know, Mark Cooper will want to win every game and will play a team to do so. Uh, Callum Hallett, evening. Hi, Callum. Good drumming on Tuesday night from young Callum. Once again, um, do you think Cooper? needs to be careful about how little minutes JMD is getting. A player of his quality surely won't be happy on the bench. He'd give anything to be on the bench at the minute. He'll be glad for the FA Cup just because we can name nine. Um, yeah. We've kind of touched on this already. I'm I'm absolutely convinced and I'd love I'd love for someone to be able to kind of unlock this from Mark Cooper about how he's having to do the the man management of keeping everybody happy and and ticking over and and part of the group the content we're seeing the HP sources from trainings and stuff suggest that everyone's in there together but I imagine some difficult conversations have taken place in offices in the gaffer's office so far and that's I would be interested to know how he's going about it genuinely just from a football psychology standpoint I don't I don't think any player can knock on that door and say I deserve to be in the team ahead of X, Y, and Z right now. So but, okay. I mean hide hide perhaps because he's coming on and scoring, but Devil's advocate then. Yeah. Stopping them knocking on the door saying, I'd like to leave, please. Well, nothing. Well, that's what I mean. But we're going to need these players. So yeah. it's not up to it's not up to Mark Cooper to say okay, I'll play you because you're not happy because you're not in the squads. It's up to Mark Cooper to say, we need you, not now, but we're absolutely going to need you in December. We're definitely going to need you in January, February, March, April, whatever it is. I'm sure that, I mean, I'm sure that's what he's doing. But well, like, I completely on, agree. On the, on the other side, what club is going to come in for Jordan Maguire-Drew if he's not playing Player games? of his colleagues, plenty. He's not, he's not playing games though. Doesn't matter. He's not, he's I, not match fit. There would be, <laughs> there would be so many clubs that would snap their hand off, snap our hand off if we said, do you fancy Jordan Maguire drew online for three months? Based on what form? It, it doesn't, on any form, on the, the form he had at Grimsby where he won them the playoff final, that form, there would be so many. I would mm. say Jordan Maguire drew, so I remember speaking to a guy from Grimsby when they signed, who was the player we had on loan from West Brom midfielder last season? Jake Andrews. Jamie Andrews. Jamie Andrews, yeah. Um, and I spoke to a guy from the radio station there about him. Don't know what he thought I knew about him, but obviously more than he did. Um, and he was asking after they finished recording about Jordan Maguire Drew and saying that a lot of people were up in arms in Grimsby about the fact that he left and when when he was sold to us for exactly all those good memories that they had of him. But he was an inconsistent player for them, um, and. I think when he's when he's bid on, I remember that that delivery that he put in for Morgan Williams' goal at Worthing a few weeks back. He's uh, no nobody's questioning his his ability. I wonder whether it's a bit of his attitude, maybe, um, and maybe not necessarily that he's got a bad attitude. Um, and I don't, and I'm not saying that particularly. What I'm saying is maybe there's people that have got better attitudes. Um, people like Sonny. 
who've had to wait the turn and um and maybe that that's got to be what you're judging it on now in training what you see and we don't see any of that so we don't know one way or the other but at the moment i can't question you can, well, nobody can question anything that mark cooper's doing because it's all it's all going right and and i, and I think if he's not playing jordan Maguire drew then there's something that says the same not necessarily he's got a bad attitude but there's people in there that deserve if that's not too strong a word to place more than more than he does and jordan Maguire drew his his, his quality is undoubted and there's got to be something more to it than that and you look at grimsby you hear what people um said about him then and we, we last season i think when we saw him i, I don't I, I i wouldn't say he had a bad um season well, a lot of people had a bad season for us last season i don't think he's any worse than anybody else he was injured a lot didn't he and he that 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 obviously didn't help him but when he came in when he first signed for us on loan he was unplayable he was a great player um and then when he signed permanently he went off the boil and injuries yeah i get it um but i wonder if there is there is that that there's other players in that squad that deserve the place more and that's why they're getting on the bench and why they're getting in the team and i say sonny will Dawes, jake hyde these players you know they're 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 sat on the bench and they equally will be looking there thinking i should be i should be playing and i'm sure the players that mark cooper has said had knocked on his door will be josh daunton and will be jmd unquestionably they're the players that they'll they'll all want to play especially with the way that we're playing but you can't question any decision that's being made at the moment because we won 12 games in a row for crying out yeah. loud. I mean, how can nobody can question can question anything? So, yeah, I think that doesn't really answer thing... that you would sign JMD, but I'm kind of <laughs> I think the other thing is that we've sort of landed on a formation that doesn't necessarily suit JMD either. You know, he, he is that classic number 10. And I think as well, and I've said it before. Gotcha. Uh, He's 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 our Meza Ozil. <laughs> he's yeah, that he is that player. He's um, our. I'm not much. Gensche. floats between the lines, like waiting. I for heard the you right... say between the lines on commentary, yeah, and I went, yeah. I know what that means now. <laughs> I was like, he... I wrote it on my match report. They were absolutely playing between the lines there. <laughs> he makes. I was it... so happy. <laughs> I, I did think of you when I said it. Um... <laughs> He he makes those runs. He holds his position. He just goes into those spaces. But it's I don't know how many National League South teams play with a player like that in the team. Yeah, but Ben's They're right. Finding, you're yeah. you're going to need those players when suspensions kick in, when injuries kick in, when all all those kind of things. You will need those players, hundred percent. Right. Last questions for you, Dave. For me, it's from Russell Foster. Oh, Russ. Yeah. Sorry, Russ, I don't know you, but I'm sure you're a lovely chap. He's got a question. Is it actually addressed to me? No. Only you can answer it, Dave. Oh, oh, go on. If our current team played Graham Roberts' ISIS League title <laughs> right, winning okay. this, team... This is an old man question. This is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. That's not what I said. Uh, who do you Which think play? would come out on top? If they, If we played... If Graham Roberts, ISIS League title-winning team, played. That's Mark not Cooper's. fair, is it? This is the team of my childhood dreams. <laughs> this is this is this is like there's so much nostalgia that I have with that, and I've said it before. But this is what everyone's feeling now. Is what I felt at the age of like 15, 16. Who would come out on top? Well, 
I would say this team. I would say this team, based on the fact that the level that we're playing at is completely different to the level we played at that that season. We're playing so many part-time teams. I mean, I would say, I'm going to give a little bit to to that other team. I'd say that other team was so much better than everyone else they were playing to a degree that's even above this. Um, They were just so far ahead of every team we played, probably because there were so many part-time teams and, you know, it was a, it was definitely a lower quality league when we played here. Back we were in, part-time in the then as well though, right? Yes, we were part-time as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is true. I hadn't thought of that actually. I don't know why. I can't imagine us being a part-time team anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think... part-time when I first started watching you. Yeah, 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 right. Um, I think, I think the quality, the quality of the division was definitely worse. It was lower than and we were just so much better, um, just the calibre of players we had. And I don't think this team is that yet. Who knows? By the end of the season, they might be. But I think this team will probably beat them, mostly because all of the players from back then are about 50. So <laughs> and I, Maybe I, because they're full-time now as well. Yeah, maybe that as well. Yeah. So there you go. I'll say, I'll say this one, but I'll give a little bit to my faves. I, I put Jerry. I put Jerry Gill in this team, though. I'd have him. Yeah. I'll I'll upset McCann and watch by saying I have him over Michael <laughs> Smith. That's it, is it? That's it. He's going to block me on everything now, isn't he? He won't listen this far anyway. Okay. Um, have I got a quiz opponent tonight, Dave? You've got a quiz opponent, Ian. Shall we do it? Yeah, let's go. Okay, so it's quiz time, and we are back this week with another contestant. I think, personally, Ian's had far too much luck on this one, so I'm hoping that this week we can knock him off his perch, and um, I've already introduced him in a way. Welcome back, reigning Glover's Cast Quiz champion, Ian Perkins. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Good to uh, have you have you listening and dialing in, and your contender for tonight, all the way from sunny Shaftesbury, is Dan. Dan, sorry, I don't know your surname. What's your surname, Dan? Yeah, uh, Dan Stone, yeah. Dan Stone. Hi. There's a there's Hi, a good yeah. Yeovil name. Plenty of stones in Yeovil, isn't there? Yeah. Good man. Were you feeling confident, Dan? Um, yeah, 50-50. I'll let you know in 20 minutes or so. <laughs> 20 minutes. It ain't going to take that long, <laughs> I promise you. If I ever get to the end of one of these biographies, it will be it will be an, an achievement in itself. So, t- uh, so how long have you been supporting Dan? Tell us a little a little bit about yeah, yourself, like blind um, So, my first season down at Hewish as a season ticket was the year that we won the conference. So, the first couple of games was not a huge park. It was down in Dorchester, um, and then yeah, sort of watched them for three or four years as loyal, sort of home and away. Um, and then yeah, sort of work got in the way. So now, sort of yeah, I'm a holiday. Yeah, obviously working at the boarding school. I am a midweek and school holiday supporter, <laughs> mainly. So um, yeah, keep, keep my eye in. Absolutely. But, um, yeah. And enjoying this season, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. How how can you not? Yeah. Well, we're not getting carried away. So uh, let let's uh, let's get into the quiz before we get carried away. <laughs> Right, cool. So the name of the game, Yeovil Town, who am I? I've got three biographies of three players who play for Yeovil, all in the time you've been watching them, Dan, so no excuses there. Uh, and I will read them out. First one to give me the right answer gets the point. First to two wins. We all good? Yeah, let's go. Right. 
Let's go. So there's a theme to this one, which I think I might have used before, but I forget. Um, so super subs. These are all Yeovil players who have appeared off the bench to score for Yeovil Town. So you can guess what kind of position we're playing in here. Anyway, right, here we go with the first one. I was born in Oxford in April 1993 and joined Reading as a 13-year-old progressing through the youth ranks to earn my first professional contract five years later. The season after signing, I was loaned out to Ebbs Fleet United in the conference and enjoyed a prolific nine-game spell, scoring four times before returning to Reading, where I was handed another two-year contract and then loaned out again. This time it was Yeovil Town, who I joined in the summer of 2012. Abdullah Bell Baggy. Abdullah Bell Baggy is the wrong answer, I'm afraid. Uh, And you are out for the next paragraph, as is the rules. Um, So I'll call you back in. Um, So I uh, I joined in the summer of 2012. Uh, You know what's coming next, right? Yes, it turned out to be a good season that year. I made my debut in a 3-0 home win over Colchester United in the League Cup alongside Ruben Reid and James Hayter. And how could that front three not score goals? Okay, you're back in now, Ian. But I had to wait for my fourth appearance and away match at Scunthorpe United for my first goal. With other goals. Because the right answer. Yes, yes. I never even got to saying that was Scunthorpe United when he came off the bench to score twice. So, um, yeah, that's that's a tricky one. But, yeah, the answer was Gozzi Ugru. Okay, Dan. No pressure, yeah, but, but, but this is uh, this is this is this is uh, all on you. Okay. Think fast on this one, guys. Yeah, I'm ready. I was born in Yeovil in 1996, and like many other young talents for that area, I snapped up by Southampton an early age. Ryan Seeger. Oh, Ryan Seeger's the right answer. Yeah, what? yeah, it is. Yeah, I thought Yeovil was going to give it away. Strikers yeah. from Yeovil are a few and far between, aren't they? I was thinking Martin Craney until he said 1997. Ah, yeah. 997 probably put him out of it. Way too yeah. early, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I just realised I have to update this because he's gone back to having a war loser now, isn't he? Right. Mm. So, okay, well, Dan, let's give you the chance to... Um, Jesus, to re- this is... Regain a bit of uh, a bit a bit a bit of honour. This this is a this is a tricky one. I have to say. So I'll be impressed if um if 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 either of you get this quickly. Okay. I was born in Belfast in May 1979 and began my career in my home city with Glen Torren and immediately made a name for myself, finishing top scorer in the Irish League with 26 goals. In the 1998-99 season, I enjoyed successful time with them winning the Premiership title, as well as the Gold Cup and the County Antrim Shield. My form naturally made me keen to test myself at a higher level. And following unsuccessful trials with English clubs, I moved to the Scottish top flight with Hearts in Andy February. Kirk. Andy Kirk. Oh, oh come oh. on! I'm going to give that one to Dan. I'm going to give that one to Dan. I think we'll okay. give we'll, 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 we'll give him oh. that one. Do you know but what? I, I knew I knew at early doors, but as soon as you said Scotland, yeah, that's it. I've got to say, I'm impressed that you got that one because I'd have been you'd have had to get me down to the Yeovil time before really? I, yeah, for that one. Uh, I think lots I of football think, manager. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, and Andy yeah. Kerr, Andy Kerr is quite memorable. I think I just remember yeah. Russell Slade playing him on the wing rather than up front. <laughs> I, I, I've got that. Ballot. I've got that written here. Yeah, he never <laughs> played that much for us, did he? Uh, Nineteen times in that season. Um, because uh, he joined midway through the season, two thousand and 
2008. And yeah. ben, ben will be upset that I never got to mention Northampton and say Cobblers. No, really. Because um, that would be <laughs> that would be his favourite, I think. Well, Dan, I'm going to give you that one. So it's a 2-1 it's a defeat, but you um, you pulled it back in the second half, I think. So, uh, yeah. well, thanks for taking part. No worries. Thanks and for having quest, me. The quest goes on to find someone who can beat Ian. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. 